Welcome to the Village's Daily Sun podcast. I'm Jill Winters, the executive producer for the Village's News Network. There's so much entertainment returning to the Village's. And joining us now is Elizabeth Constant, the booking coordinator at the Sharon. How are you, Elizabeth? I'm well. How are you? I'm great. It's so good to have you back. The last time we did one of these podcasts, it was March 2020. So that was a long time ago. We know a lot has gone on, you know, from then to now. So kind of tell us first off, like, how are you guys feeling and how has this roughly 18 months gone for you guys at the Sharon Inn at the Studio Theater? We have gotten extremely creative and we are super grateful. Uh, <laughs> it's funny you say March 2020 and I immediately flash back to, I was sitting at Panera Bread at Lake Center Landing and I got a call from Trisha Yearwood's people. She was supposed to be here on March 13th. And she was pulling out. And I remember being like, no, 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 that's, that's not, that's not happening here. Like, no worry. You don't have to worry about that. And then the whole world just shut down. So from there, sitting at Panera Bread and calling everybody with our hair on fire, um, the whole industry has changed a lot. I think a lot, a lot of people have gotten kinder. Um, it used to be very, the agents would be out to get the venue presenters and the venue presenters were trying to get the best deal for their patrons. And now I think everybody's just like trying to put art on, you know, they're just grateful to have a show on a stage and everybody's a lot more compassionate. So that has happened in the industry I've noticed. And then here in the villages with the studio and Sharon, we were lucky enough to retain most all of our employees. We did have to furlough about 50% of them for a few months, but then we brought them back when we started um, integrating videoed stage readings. All of a sudden we already have a talented, uh, staff. They sing and they dance on the stage and what have you. Then all of a sudden we learned that they know videography, they know sound design, they can mix, they can perform. We had administrative staff members performing on stage and reading scripts and they just wore a lot of hats to keep it going and to keep some form of entertainment happening for the residents. So we, we got creative and it worked really well, but now we're ready to kind of go back to normal. Well, that's amazing, though, that you can always rely on a staff. You never really know what, you know, everybody is capable of doing until you kind of get put in, unfortunately, a really tough situation. So it's nice to hear that everybody was able to kind of come together and continue to put art on. Like you said, I know you guys had the snack size play series that have been going on. That's been really popular. I've seen you a lot of the Facebook posts that you guys have done. And I think that's the key is just continuing to engage with your audience. Everybody clearly loves theater in this community. So it's nice to see that you guys were able to kind of keep that going and now the best news is more entertainment is coming back so where do you want to start do you want to start with the Sharon or should we start with the studio theater Tierra Del Sol your choice oh we can start with the studio so uh we just ironically we just closed our season five we usually get a summer break in between I put that in quotes because we still offer um entertainment during the summer but we usually get a summer break but we're going right into it so we're actually Elegies, the Song Cycle musical just closed. They are currently in the theater right now, um, striking that whole set and putting in the orchestra shell for the Village's Philharmonic coming September 5th, full capacity at the Sharon, and getting ready to open Broadbent, Arkansas, which is the first show of season six at the studio. So Tierra Del Sol has gone under some renovations at the restaurant, and so we get to move in there, but work around the construction a little bit and start to build the set for Broadbent, Arkansas, which opens September 28th. Um, opening night for real is October 1st but um September 28th is our first preview and it's a two-person musical it's a jazz musical it's really nice it's a two-person musical it's um first set in 1961 during the Freedom Writers um 
the the gentleman there has two young daughters and then it fast forwards in act two and the daughter is now 20 years later still fighting the same systemic racism her father fought so it's a really heartening uh jazzy musical both in the 1960s and the 1980s oh that sounds great it is good it is good. You guys just always put on fantastic shows. It, a lot of deep thought goes into what you guys choose. Can you talk to a little bit about how you decide what um, what type of plays that you want to put on there at the studio? Yeah, at the studio theater, we do not shy away from touchy topics. Uh, most uh, patrons that go there definitely know we're here for the hard-hitting stuff. We want you to walk away in the car not thinking about what you're going to have for dinner, but what you just saw. And that's sort of our goal. Uh, we have a, it's called a script selection committee, and there are 50, about 15 of us on staff. It kind of rotates, but Whitney is our artistic director, and she is very big on everyone's opinion and really delegating that out. So we read 200 scripts a year. We start in July and choose them by January, so we're in the thick of it right now. We meet every month and we go over the scripts and we've been doing this now for season six. We've been doing this for six years. So we know a lot of the scripts that we like and we really just try to think of a theme to fit what's happening in the world, you know, um, and it's been hard with COVID because what we chose these plays back in 2019 when the world wasn't changing so much and now it's like oh these are really vice right now you know <laughs> like these maybe hit a really close to home but that's sort of the point for the studio all right so elizabeth what is the theme of season six at the studio the theme of season six is tiny revolutions big changes the idea that a small person standing up for a big cause can have a ripple effect and affect the whole community. So even if you feel like you have the smallest voice, but you still feel strongly about what you're standing up for, that really can affect change across many cultures, many communities. And so all of the plays we have coming up at the studio affect that in some way. I was just talking about in Broadbend, Arkansas, the father being a freedom writer and still affects his daughter later. Then we also have The Cake, which is a hilarious comedy about... Um, Two women are getting married, and they want their hometown baker to bake them a cake, but she's conflicted um, baking a cake for a same-sex marriage. And so she stands up for her opinions while the brides are standing up for their opinions, but it's really funny. And it has a theme of like, um, oh, what are those shows? Like a Great British Bake Off kind of shows. Oh, nice. So it's super funny, and that one, I, I really enjoy that one a lot. And then the third one, our big splashy musical we have one every year, is You're in Town. Yes, urine, like pee. Yes, pee. There's a song called It's a Privilege to Pee, and it is a satire on the idea of what if a country's a government charged you to uh, excrete. So it's definitely a parable. It's a satire on that. Also hilarious and funny. And then the last one is another sort of hard-hitting one called Number Six. It's about riots outside of an apartment and a family's inside and them just dealing with, again, what's happening in the world today. Why do you enjoy this so much? I mean, you can just tell your passion is coming through as you're speaking this to me. So why do you enjoy so much putting these, especially the Studio Theater Tierra del Sol kind of seasons together? Yeah, um... I have a previous relationship with Whitney, our artistic director. I come from Houston theater. She comes from Chicago theater. And this is the kind of stuff we see in bigger cities. And those these like 100 seat small black box venues, but they perform these more edgy, um, relevant pieces. And that's what we're trying to bring to our hometown here. Yeah, I love it. And talk about the Studio Theater Tierra del Sol. Some people maybe haven't been in there and now you guys are going to get back to being there at the studio. What makes that venue so just quaint and comfortable and especially a good venue to put on these types of plays. We love it. Uh, and it's interesting you're saying that it's quaint and comfortable and people like it. 
since we had to put the shows at the Sharon, our studio regulars were like, we want to go back home to the studio. And we thought maybe they would like the bigger venue. And they're like, no, thank you, please. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, And actually, my husband is the set designer over there. So he specifically designed the shows that we had to to put on at the Sharon. We were lucky enough to be able to put on at the Sharon. Um, But he designs them very intimate so that you see the actors' faces or you see certain parts. So putting it on the big stage, everybody was so far removed that you feel disconnected and that's not the message we're trying to send at the studio. So I think the studio venue lends itself to the plays that we choose. We only choose 13 actors or less. We um, we have a lot of stipulations that can only fit in that venue because it's small, but I think it lends itself to the actual space. Amazing. All right, so obviously great things coming up at Studio Theater Tierra del Sol. Let's shift on over to the Sharon now. What do you guys got on the calendar? So I do book the shows for the Sharons. We have a lot happening. Oh, I was joking with the marketing department that our season sort of looks like a repeat of what was canceled. You know, when when season 20 slash 21 canceled, everybody wants to rebook. They're like, we had plans to come to Florida. We really like your venue. Paul Inca's looking to come back. Engelbert Humperdinck, you know, all of our, our big names that we really enjoy having here. So a lot of them, again, a lot of compassion in the industry now. They did reschedule. Everything was kosher in that way. Um, but we reopen with the Village's Philharmonic Pops concert. That's on September 5th, that Sunday, with their Pops concert. And they're bringing their concert favorites, like the Star Spangled Banner, I Only Have Eyes for You, It Had to Be You, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, uh, and more. And so they're having their classic singers, like we've got Alfreda Gerald coming back, Marcella Richardson, Sherry Beshers, Clark Berrios, who's a fan favorite, Norman Lee Schaefer, and Sean Stork. So he's got all of his big singers here to start it off. Um, and they're really, again, grateful to be back again. He's got his full orchestra. We're able to fit everybody in. Now, they always put on a great show. We hear that all the time from the community. They love the Pops course. And what a great opportunity for them that they get to be back in the Sharon again. What else is on the schedule there for September? Speaking of orchestras, we have the Duke Ellington Orchestra. They were previously here in 2017 to a sold-out show. So I'm bringing them back. They are that legendary American jazz band. And they've been entertaining worldwide for 88 years. So now it still lives on. Um, it's now through Paul Mercer Ellington, so it still stays within the family. Um, and we're excited to host them again. They put on a really good show. And then two days afterwards, we have Lee Rocker of the Stray Cats. Okay, you know the song, We're Gonna Rock This Down. Rock yes, it. everybody loves that. Uh, so that's the Stray Cats. Lee Rocker is the upright bassist for that band. Okay. So he is a founding member. Um, he was with Brian Setzer and Slim Jim Phantom of the Stray Cats. And so they're going to perform Stray Cat Strut, Sexy and 17, Rock This Town, and just all those uh, rock and roll hits again. So we're excited to have him. How can you not love that? It should be really fun. All his videos are super high energy and we have not had him here before. And then a little favorite of mine, uh, at the end of September, John Layer Dance is coming. When I first met John and his company back in 2016, a village's resident reached out to me and she works with John Layer on his with his company. She's like, I've got this great dance show and I always look for new stuff. So I'm like, okay. And I went down to Orlando at their Phillips Performing Arts Center school, not the downtown one. And they do like a week long intensive work with the students down there. And then they put on a professional show. I was like, oh man. So we've been working since 2016 to get John here. And he usually comes in September, which is 
great. We have availability on the stage for that. Um, so he's currently signed up. Um, Sherry Lindell is the resident contact that I have. And um, he's going to sign up for with the charter school dance. He's teaching them a class before the concert or before his performance. And then on the day of his performance at 10 a.m., a group of resident dancers from Evolution Dance Company are actually going to come and uh, get a master class on stage with him. So I like that it's not just booking a show with John Layer. He's really community involved. It's been really nice. So I'm excited to host them. And he actually has an interview on Facebook Live on September 1st on our Facebook page. Oh, perfect. Hey, good plug there. Good job. (laughs) Anything else exciting there at the Sharon for September? That's it for September. We're kind of starting off slow. Oh, no. That sounds like you're hitting, you're coming out swinging with a punch. So that's pretty good. All right, Elizabeth, what is happening at Savannah Center this month? At the Savannah Center, they have been full steam ahead, lots of shows this summer. But this September, on September 17th, they're offering two performances of Smokey Joe's Cafe. And that's that really entertaining show with lots of classic music, 40 of the greatest songs ever recorded, like Hound Dog, Jailhouse Rock, Stand By Me, Spanish Harlem, Love Potion Number 9, and more. It's really a trip down the corridors of American culture. So that classic pop music is compels into musical theater, and that show is going to be really good. And then fan favorite coming back September 29th and 28th is Absolute Queen. So you've got the Queen band coming. Yeah, they have a really good following. So that's really exciting. And then on the town squares, um, the Sharon and the entertainment department are going to start to attend market nights. So you'll see a representative under a tent and you can get more of these. If you're like, oh, I didn't catch it in the paper. or Oh, I want to see other than what's going online. There will be someone there for you to talk to as well. Perfect. Well, that's good. People want to be able to meet you guys, I think, up close in person and kind of give you a little bit of feedback of what they see and how excited, of course, they are to have all this entertainment back. So that's awesome. And last but not least, we keep teasing out about this, but the open air concert series is coming back at the polo fields. It's not this fall. It's actually going to come in December and they will be announcing and getting the details out soon this fall. But we're very excited to have the open air concert series back at the polo fields. That's awesome. I know I've heard from a lot of people that went out and enjoyed that and they said what a great venue to be out there be parked in their car golf cart or whatever and just to enjoy the nice cool crisp weather at least it's going to be a little bit cooler then but just the phenomenal talent that you guys always bring now for that type of show so I'm sure people are going to be excited to hear that that's back Mm -hmm. and looking forward to that so that's exciting news yeah and it was sort of a a covid solution you know like let's get an outdoor venue let's get people spaced apart in their golf carts and let's still bring quality entertainment and now we're like uh we need to always do this the the folks over at uh, the director of entertainment uh brian russo has really done a phenomenal job hosting that every and now every year hopefully wow that's fantastic it's nice to hear that something that came out of an idea for something you know just to try to accommodate people safely has now turned into something that hopefully will be here for a long time to come so that's awesome Perfect. Anything else you want to throw out there in the ad that you think is important that we haven't told our audience yet? No, not necessarily. Other than, you know, if you haven't tried out a venue of any of the ones we've said, I do encourage it. If you, you know, have any concerns, please reach out to us at any of our box offices. You can get to us that way or online. But otherwise, we're really, really excited to open to full capacity to get people back in the doors and uh, continue to give world-class entertainment here. Love it. Thank you so much for taking the time to break down everything that's going on in the month of September. Lots going on, lots on the calendar, and I know people are excited to hear it. So welcome back to everybody here at the Sharon and the Studio Theater. People are happy to have you guys back. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jill. 